Hi, welcome to Maritime Matters. My name is Captain Morgan DeWicke. I am absolutely honored to have with me today the wonderful Captain Anofo. Uh, captain Anofo is the first commercially licensed female captain in Polynesia, which is an incredible feat. Um, she is the star of the Ocean Knows No Borders documentary, which was produced by the Northeast Maritime Institute Foundation. The documentary highlights Anofo's rise in the whale, swimming with the whales industry, and how she pioneered it in Tonga. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. Good to see you. Happy belated Mother's Day. And uh, yeah, let's get started. The Morgan, I'm so honored to finally, this is a great time to talk about very successful, very uh, good points about what I've been doing and the film about uh, the ocean uh, knows no borders. And then I think it's a very great film that was uh, produced by Northeast Maritimes. And you know, you all in my heart, mm -hmm. because that's where the thing was started to be lighted more than before. And uh, I'm so grateful for the opportunity and so happy to talk with you and then uh, to share a little more about my life and as well as a captain, as a female captain. And I'm, I'm so happy and so proud about to be the first female captain in the whole of uh, Kingdom of Tonga. Mm -hmm. So thankful. Great. So perhaps you want to start by telling us about how you started working in the swimming with the whales industry and um, tell us about your father and the differences between interacting with the whales during his life versus your life and and how it's more turned into an ecotourism thing uh, in Tonga. Well, I grew up in a time of whaling. Mm -hmm. So that, that the time that people are killing whales for food. And um, I knew that my dad was involving with that practicing. And uh, I saw that that whales a lot to our, uh, very close to our house, and uh, he took me down to see that. When I saw it, it was so huge, and then I still remember that, but uh, it was a long time ago, it was in, in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Back then, I wasn't interested in the sea and also the whale, because I was afraid. Mm -hmm. We used to go um, from the, my village to Neafu, that's the capital of our island, for school. The boat passed, whales blow everywhere. Everybody was crying when we seeing the whales blowing, blowing. And uh, remembering our grandparents and people talking about, oh, the whales are dangerous. They, they can kill people. Because we have no idea. We, and it's in, uh, very big. They are huge. Mm -hmm. Imagine seeing them in the water like the girls saw that. And ourselves in a little when we're still young, that's the toughest time when we, we're crossing uh, main town to school, seeing them on the way. And from there, my, my father, he raised nine children. I am from a nine children. Mm -hmm. It's a big family compared to, uh, to the world. And I had five brothers and four sisters. And, you know, three brothers. My parents doesn't have enough to provide for our school. 
and there's no job apart from copra. You know, when the coconut, we call it, they process it. That's the only way he can um, go work at the booth and then get the coke money he can get. And not only that, food is going out fishing and then he got fish for us as well as the whale meat. So bringing them to short, I wasn't finished the school because there's not enough money to finance. Uh, because five of us in high school in one time. Mm-hmm. All nine of us at school, we are so smart in in the village and every school where we were started, smart, all of us, but my father, my parents can't afford it. So most of us dropped school without finishing. And uh, I, I was married at a young age. I had uh, my first child then. After my second child, there's someone approaching me, do you want uh, to work? And then I said, that's when I was 25, 25 already. It was too late. Yeah, when I sit down now, and then it, that I should start when I was 10 years old. So I was started when I was uh, 25. Ask somebody to clean it, and I say, yeah, why not? I can clean. But that time I was weaving, and then just take care of uh, the children at home. He wants me to see if I can clean the boat. But is it that time? Uh, a yacht started for um, sailing safari. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was started. They want me to to clean the boat, and then they had five boats in. Honga and then in Rabao with that company. And that's the one I was training and I was learning about about it. And at the same time, they're running your charter as well. They do uh, well watching. Mm-hmm. This is from the 90s. They'll out talk a little bit about um, the world. But Morgan, I can tell you that the first time I was inside the boat, to sail out our seasick life chicken. <laughs> really bad seasick. I was seasick was on the catamaran. We left the dock, I would lay down. But because they really want me to go out there, the only things I would survive every day when we're sailing out for a month is chocolate. And if I don't have chocolate on board, I won't go because I didn't give up. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson I learned that sometimes we 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 came up because of the weakness and the, like seasick. I did it. I keep going. I keep going for a whole month, and then after all, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But the first time they they showed me, you know, uh, I think from my successful in maritimes, it was started from there because the people who own the business. Without them, I have known nothing. I don't know anything about the boats, but be, because they really, they saw me in me, I can do the job. Mm-hmm. By the first time they show me, this is how you do it, yeah, you bring the boat. Every time I, I, I do it, I do it perfectly. But motorboat, I was starting with motorboat, but the sailing boat is a little bit hard. So I remember that John Boy, he, was one of my, uh, the board. There are two of them, John Boy and Ongo. 
there's a little thingy there. They call it Black Kumara. There's a little thingy, selling thingy. And he said, get inside. There's a little sale there. And I said, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what he's, he, he's mean. When I got in, he pushed the boat away. And afraid because and everything on and I don't know how to stay. He pushed and then the wind got my cell and then took me all the way to the other side. <laughs> and it was crazy, the scariest time in my life because I had no idea how to use the sail. I don't know what to do, but it's a little bit far from the dock. You know, that's how I tried to touch it and say, nobody will come and get me. Even they all sit there and watch me. So I figure it out how that's the sail and then make sense I come back to straight to the dock because it's a straight up mm-hmm. I, I, I started moving around and there was a tall ship and then they said hey come on come on come on so i pull in first time figure out how to move everyone and then we have a big party and they were so the talk come they didn't see the red sail because they thought where is an awful so they came, the red sail was back uh, very close um, alongside the, the horses and they found me. And then, but lately, Wales is, was here already. I know Wales was coming. I, we have no idea and I don't know for how long, for decades, long, 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 thousands, thousands of years ago. No, says that is a good for tourism. Now, the 70s, that's the time that's no more uh, killing the whales. Mm-hmm. Dad watching, and at the same time we trying was trying to introduce. But my first time going into swim with the whales, Mark, and I can tell you, I swam faster backwards than forward. And the family, we have a family from America. They always come back and tell with us. The other one who filmed, they got on film, and then I said, "Please go." <laughs> when I saw the girls and your dad in the water for the first time, they're very strong. And I said, oh my God, if you see me, you will last for a whole week. Well, they had they had you supporting them. But at that time was Alan Bow. He was one of the pioneer. He's a guy. Yeah, he's a plank. He was from Kiwi. He was protecting the whales and mm-hmm. make, uh, asking the governments and, and, and gathered together. The couple uh, who owned the business I was working for, and then some other few people. Because in that time, the first time to get a license, we are one of those four, and not many people doing it. Mm-hmm. It's only four. From that four, jump up to 22 last year was a big jump. Mm-hmm. And then it's not good the way I look at it. To save them, then kill them. Mm-hmm. In the, in the other way. But swimming with them, it, it, there is a big income of revenue for Tonga when no killing, but swimming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so popular, but at the same time, we have to be careful about not only for money as activities, but we need to protect the whales as well. Right. They have their own rights. We have we are, we, our own rights, but we are so lucky. Tonga, because I saw how many people from all over the world they flew here only for the wealth because they don't have it. And that's we need to protect it, save them for the long term and then for the future generations. Right. And uh, yeah, that's how as a cleaner 
And then we pay a little bit of money, and they, I saw there's a staff. They hire a chef to be on board to cook more money, and I was asking to be a chef. And they say, yeah, to, to uh, cook in school. So I came, I got on, go on China for, to be a cook, get a little more money. And when I'm on board to be a cook, I recognize I don't do things they're supposed to do. There's a captain there to do. And from there, I said, I want to be a captain. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do because I can see they did it wrong the way I knew it. When I say something, I say, no, you are a cook. You go do the dishes. This is what you do. This is my role. And that's why I push myself. <laughs> that's how I make it. Because I, the best things I think I knew that I don't jump mm-hmm. step. I go from step to step to step. And that's why I was successful. If I jump from here to here, really missed. And that I don't think I will make it to the top. But it was strong and behind that thinking of what I can do to help my sibling, my parents, my future, because I wasn't complete the whole education. Right. And every time I saw my dad work so hard, but not enough because the level of really tough mm-hmm. technology here, it, it's very... Uh, uh, good this time, but not long time ago. And then I always call my dad is a hero because he managed to look after all of us. He was make sure there is always food for everybody. Mm-hmm. The rest, the rest, he don't he don't care. But he doesn't want us to look that we are starving, that we are not hungry. And lately, like my mom passed away last year with unexpected. And it's, it's a pretty sad, but, you know, I'm so thankful for my parents was so supportive because my mom was the one who was supporting me very strong. He was, she was the one who was still the talking. My, my dad was a very quiet person and then I understand how he feel, but my mom always talking and she was the one who looked after my children mm-hmm. when I start sailing. Tell us about sailing on a traditional vodka and sailing around with an all-female crew and i think some of your stories from that are truly incredible Um, and you are really a part of the polynesian voyaging heritage um, celestial navigating and using all the traditional methods to navigate around and if you could tell us a little bit about that that would be great I will, I will, there's one thing I want to add on, um, uh, Morgan. In uh, my time dealing with whales, I was a guide and from a guide to a skipper. A lot of people, more and many people than when I was on the waka, mm-hmm. or I call it waka. Every time people said, oh, oh no, for you got the best job in the world. I said, oh, thank you. But in my mind, it wasn't the best job. Somebody drove boats to the whales as a female. And they always, oh, you got the best job. And I say, thank you very much. When I was introduced to the, to the vaca, or kalia, how we call it in our language, I can tell you more cans, it's weak than driving the boats, taking the people out to swim with the whale. Mm-hmm. Because the energy... What is in there, it's 
It's so powerful. 2010, that's the first time I was invited to join the one in New Zealand. And that's the first time they said, I don't know, well, you want to come to New Zealand, that's from Okeana Foundations, uh, to train with the canoe. You know, when they say canoe, okay, I thought that's the little one you can battle, <laughs> right? And that intent I was working for is um, they have big motorboats, can carry 80 people, uh, 44 food, and uh, five or six yachts and speed boats. I drove everything. I sailed. I got on the speedboat. boat. What is going on? Working on a fast boat, sailing on a modern boat, and they want me to go to New Zealand to train on a canoe. I don't understand it. Canoe? No. So it was a no for the first time they approached me. But they approached me for all, and I still question mark, and, they, and I said, okay, I will go and see what is going on. I flew to New Zealand. First time I stepped on that one, it, it's something else. I knew how to sail that time, everything. A Gatmaran, monohouse, motorboat, I knew how to. My experience was very high already. And that's why they approaching me because uh, there was a voyage, the Pacific voyage, but they want Tonga to be in there. Mm -hmm. Because if Tongan people wasn't on that voyage, that voyage, that's how they contact me. I threw there and, you know, the vaca and then the whole ideas of that vaca and the purpose and message behind that was changed my idea totally. It's, it's one of another, all, all the way to San Francisco, we've been to Galapagos, Salmon Island for the Pacific, uh, Pacific Festival. And throughout the islands in the, in, in the Pacific. And it was a really cool things to, to know, Ken, because that's how we honor our ancestors, because they paved the ways for us, but we didn't recognize what they did. They did a hell of a lot of work by sailing through the stars, the moon, to all resources for them for a voyage. And that's where we, we're sailing to honor them with masses up to the world. If we go back to the way how of navigating open oceans and then from island close to far, we, I think that we won't face big time the climate change this time. It's everybody suffer with it. Everybody suffer with that because of technology and pushing so hard the fastest, but what we without recognizing, realizing, we putting more vulnerable um, pollutions to the oceans and to the air. Then all of that we done by us will come back to us. So the message to the world. That's why we sail all the way to Hawaii and up to San Francisco to the world to see how type of vodka with the using the elements that you don't bathe. Right. Yeah, the sail to the wind, the sun to the charge the battery to the model and use everything surrounding us natural to sail. We it's easy but the, the people doesn't want to go slow. Hmm. That's the only thing. You get there when you get there. Right. So we sail all the way to San Francisco, but during this that voyage 
it's you know it's a lifetime learning experience people from around the world watching what we're doing because everything we saw like we documented and sent it out to the world to see this is the reality this is what happened out here some area we're crossing there's no fish we didn't get fish we didn't see any birds so it's different coming more toward north pacific than where we are because we have we can see birds everywhere. So it's so, the livelihood here is still good because we still get fish easy, not other places. And not only that, we saw rabbits. That's really horrible things that we ever see. Sailing fast, rabbits every minute, every second you can see while sailing. So yeah. people doesn't see what is going on there, but we saw it because we sailed through it and we learned from it. And that's why, for us, and the everything's will be calmed down and slowed down from damaging either the, the planet Earth or the oceans or the human being. In 2012, on the way back, that we were talking about, but that time I was working, but a hundred, almost two hundred crew change to make this trip ha uh, going in Tahiti. I was leading. Uh, a whole female, and that's the first time and um, to be happened because without me knowing how to sail, knowing how to run, and then everything by boat, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But that's why it threw me back. My dad is a very strong man. He, and then I always said, oh, I can do this. That was a strong man. Plus, the help and then the supporting of my uh, the people was surrounding me and then I always said yes I can do it and then I did it before we approaching Porapora so the old men in Hinamana they moved even the sponsor Peter Bowman he was the one who sponsored sponsor and built the whole canoe he he has to move to the other places because Porapora they is a, is a lady island. So we all dressed up in uh, on Hinamoana and sail in to the to the board. One one once we were arrived there, everybody was door dropping. Look at this old lady here who is running everything. But we wearing the kind of these with flowers or on our head. And that's the first time. Uh, but I'm the most happiest moment in my life because not only I'm tongued but I'm a, a lady that step up everybody can do it mm -hmm. with with the courage and then strong in my heart because it's not easy as you know as a captain it's not easy because when you're sailing in oceans like open ocean you can't sleep sure that everybody is safe the boat is safe is it you're heading? Are you going in the right directions? If they need, check it all the time. But we made it. And then when we were arrived there and, and we sailed from there with departure from, from Parabora, and then from there, about three days, with 17, 17 females on, uh, on board. Wow. Yeah. And that's the time that, you know, everybody wrote about that one and they said, an awful, this is best life actually they can pull the lines everything's run by girls if you hardly because we got used to be man boys inside the 
I say to Maka, it's all girls. But lucky that <laughs> that's the toilet, it's all girls, yeah? And we have to use it. <laughs> so that, that, that is an encouragement and um, the life changing for all the women. So now, Bogan, two or three of those women that we were sell together, captains. Wow. So it's, it was inspired. That's what I love to do. I love work I did and everything I do to inspire more people to do the same thing because it, it's a big role, but it's not easy. You need to, to teach some other people that's easy. No problem, you can do it. And then in my mind, I always, always believe in the world should go back. You know, indigenous knowledge, it's the knowledge, it, it's always there. Modern time, nowadays on a big ship, you know, when it's break down, it's gone. Where are you going to go? Encourage people to go back, learn both the modern technology and the, the old way of through the, the natural elements that we have, because if we put them together, learn together, go together with it, we will in a safe voyage. But so grateful for that all the people gave me the trust to do it. And then for Tonga, because I always, I always put the family first, my country first, and, and the king, because and there's a lot more to talk about. And then I want, you know what I want, Morgan? Um, I want to write a book. It's, it's a lot more to write because I was on a dip, uh, five, six different big voyage. And between that voyage, only on the waka, sailing, using the elements around. And, and one thing I want people to know, waka is, waka is a double hull. It's, it's a double hull. This is a design, a mixed design of Tahitians and other, other country, not Tonga. Both hull are equal, the same size, same length. And there is a, a cross beam connect them together in a mission. There is a reason for everything. There is a meaning behind everything. Like the starboard hull is the male energy. Mm. You know, the, the, uh, the, the boat hull is a female energy. It's connect them together. Mm. So that means... And everybody is the same. Everyone is equal. So we want the equality of making decisions. Mm-hmm. The people working on board, that's the crew, that's their children. So we, we always think that the canoe itself is the mother. That's the mother as the mother. And us children look after us everywhere we want to go. And inside the waka, 15 up to 16 or 17 crew Everybody is working together. That's what we miss in every different country and in different boats work together. Mm-hmm. On the Vaca, even we are from a different nationality, different country and different culture. But when we step in, the best of my culture, I would take it in and uh, send to the other. Don't hear any sad story or crumbly. No. What you hear is a laughing, singing, playing um, ukulele or guitar. And you know, it's a long-term voyage. Mm-hmm. So the longest, longest I was on is a month to be work together, help each other, love each other, and make peace. And not only that, but happy. 
when you're sailing, you can't sail probably if you are angry on somebody on something else. So as you know that, so it's it's a beautiful thing. Very lucky to be on that voyage to understand the different the the big difference of the modern boat and the traditional waka. It's, they are a bit different, but the idea should be applied the same. But people never been on until they get on to see it. Because so many people heard about it and they came when they step on. The feeling in that is different. Right. Because we, we feel that our ancestor is always there. And that's how they were started. So the reason we produced... The ocean knows no borders is because we truly are inspired and uplifted by your story and your life story and all that you've achieved. And in my opinion, something that was truly incredible that happened to you was you got to speak at the UN last year. And I think that was probably a truly proud moment for you. And would you like to tell us a little bit about that experience and getting to go to the UN and getting to speak and tell your story to more people? Oh, thank you, Morgan. It's a bit, but the United Nations, I understand. That's what you mean. Right. <clears throat> I think that's the, one of the top and highlights of my career and experience as a female in the maritime to go to the United Nations and speak about my experience because it wasn't easy, Morgan. Mm -hmm. I know how I speak. I'm not a really good talker. I'm a kind of, you know, everybody knows where I was working because I'm type of person because when I'm by myself in my lonely time, I do things very fast and hard, but not talking. Mm -hmm. And other people seeing it, and, and they said, I think you are a really good person to talk. And they said, no way. I'm not the kind of person to talk. But, you know, at the same time, I met a lot of people. I'm not shy sometimes, but I'm learning a lot. I have a lot, a lot of things. But to explain it, to share it, it's a little bit because I'm not uh, a good person on doing talking, eh? but I boost myself because captains, you know, you're captain, you have to talk. Yes, it's different from the boat. I talk straight. No, I'm, I'm right there when I'm on the boat. But talking on, like in my team to speak at the United Nations, it's the world to me. And you talk to a professional, very high rank people and very intelligent people. There's a lot of uh, people in the Maritimes like female, they should be there. But they say, no, you're unique of what you're doing mm -hmm. from other people. You're on the vodka because I was the first captain on those vodka. And from here, from, from Tonga, I was the first captain as well for the whole of the kingdom. And the first female climbing boats, taking people out for well watching as a captain, skipper. From there and sailing on the voyage and then leading the whole um, female and coming to the Northeast Maritime and completed my my license as a ship license. It, it's a very high achievement for me and our little kingdom. Well, I was the first time I was there because in um, in the Explorer Club the first time 
And then the second time I was, uh, Jeremy um, McCain was invited me to do another panel inside the, the United Nations headquarters before my speech. Most of people, they were waiting for me to hear what I'm, what I'm going to say. But you know, Morgan, I wrote everything down. Everything down, I wrote it. But because I'm not, when I was up there, I didn't read anything. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. I didn't read anything through the paper. Looking at the people, it's normal to me. But sometimes I wrote things and then waste time of writing, writing, writing. And when I'm speaking, I believe it's coming from the heart. It's the best things of delivering a message because it starts people. During my experience at the United Nations, a lot of people after the, the message to uh, my deliver my to me and we talk and and then I met a lot of people there. But the craziest things because I'm from the little island. I was the only one from the South Pacific there, and the, the lady from Tahiti. We knew each other. I knew her, and it's it, that moment couldn't explain it how. Happy, you know, it was my heart was pounding, pounding because I'm a little nervous at the same time. What I'm going to tell to these people because I have hundreds of stories, <laughs> of nine minutes, yeah. And you know, I can do, I just say whatever, regarding the theme of that conference, it's about the ocean and gender because we were there, that's what we're doing on the water. Equality affecting uh, people, and then that's how I mentioned before. I was so successful because every move I did, it's always supporting me. Like when I was there, you guys are supporting me hundred plus times, and it So that's the lifetime experience to speak at the United Nations to share my stories, and that's a lot more people like contact me about other different things. In my mind, Morgan, I always love people, mm -hmm. what they're going to do to be successful, like uh, supporting them. Because different captains, some people I knew before, they doesn't want to share the knowledge. They doesn't want to share what they have, because higher than him, a little higher than her. I'm not that kind of person. I love to share as much as I can for people they want to learn from me. And um, the knowledge I have is so unique. But we want more females to do work. Because there is a best, it's really best for female and the male to work together. Because it will, be, it will build stronger foundations, stronger work, full work, and then work together to any code we, we always success if we go together work together and support each other instead of fighting back and I'm so grateful for the opportunity at the United Nations because uh, Jeremy McCain was to put my names on and how many people and I was big so great honor <laughs> great honor to <laughs> to meet other people there because coming from the little island, when I was there, inside there, it was amazed how 
I knew people and then I met them already from a little thought. Imagine from when we we met a lot of people like Sylvia L. She's she's I always inspired by her work. And then to meet her again at the United Nations. That's my fourth time met him. I met her in Hawaii and. I was sailing with her. She was on board. I was happy. I was sailing with her, and in Monterey, in New Zealand, and then United Nations. People saw me. I have a photo with her, and then oh, you're so lucky. Fly back, but I just put it aside. That's my fourth time. Palestina and other people. We communicate, but we never see each other. So that's a good thing. Oh. Knowing high-level people, but learn from them, mm-hmm. and it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable experience. Well, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you get your kids ready for school. Um, but this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, you truly exemplify strength and and courage, and can't thank you enough for sharing your stories with more people. And we're going to continue sharing your stories and all your achievements. Um, for those of you listening, if you have not seen it already, "The Ocean Knows No Borders" is available for free on YouTube uh, through the Northeast Maritime Institute page. The documentary highlights Anofo's life, the uh, swimming with the whales industry, and all her achievements in breaking glass ceilings. So, uh, I encourage you to go watch that. And uh, Anofo, thank you so much. Malo pito. Malo bit the market. Thank you very much.